0: Like many of you, we battle depression during life's ups and downs.
1: Music has always been the one thing that we could rely on to get us through the tough times that we all face.
0: Follow us on our journey as we discuss the healing power of music,
1: interview bands,
0: break down genres, review band biographies, and more. This is the When Words Fail Music Speaks Podcast
1: with Blake Mosley
0: and James Cox.
1: And now, The When Words Fail. Music speaks. Interview.
0: Canadian progressive symphonic metal band based in Calgary, Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Uh, Consisting of vocalist Reed Dalton guitarist Christoph St- uh, Stalbach. Did I pronounce his name right? All right. Yep. Okay. Um, he plays solo guitars, and Bobby Harley, which also plays solo guitars. Uh, bassist Tyler Corbett and drummer Cody Anstey, uh, bridging the gap between traditional European and metal styles and the influence of their hometown, homegrown uh, contemporaries, o- 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 siren has created a unique sound of their own. And we have the singer Alton Reed, Reed Alton, I'm sorry, I got that back in words. Uh, how are you doing today?
1: I'm good. Alton Reed has a little bit of a better ring to it, but I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll set off for Reed Alton, but I'm doing well. How about yourself?
0: Good, good, good. Yeah. Cause sometimes I get, I get names confused. Um, a little while ago we had the guitarist from, from, um, uh, NecroGovicon and I, oh, really? and I just messed up his whole last name. So it's <laughs> Alazera now. It's Alazera. I don't know how, how, how bad I pronounced it before, but if you go back to the, to the, uh, catalog and, and uh, go to our, our, uh, our interview with, um, with with him i'm you I, I butcher his name so
1: you know what uh, honestly uh growing up playing hockey uh whenever i joined a new team um because i was always at the top of the the list uh being last name alton with an a for whatever reason they always always just thought my name was alton just because i was the first one even even when there was a substitute teacher at school nice and uh so i've always been used to people calling me alton you know that halfway through maybe they switch back to read or maybe they just keep calling me Alton so it's oh, all good
0: yeah yeah cool cool all right so I totally forgot to record this pipe this is it okay to record this video for our YouTube purposes I totally forgot that. so we're gonna we're gonna recording in progress edit, edit that in so um how are we just coming up in and if in a I'm I'm not sure if you all have different holidays for different days for holidays but halloween in america is coming up um is is halloween october 31st in and and in, in canada also
1: it is okay. yeah i think the only thing i think the only thing that's different is thanksgiving right it's Thanksgiving. As far as I as far as I know, it's it's we have ours in our we just had ours actually this last weekend in okay. October, yeah, uh, mid October, and you guys are like late November, right?
0: O- ours is I-, I think ours is November twenty fourth. I think I could be wrong, but I'm not good with no- with the yeah, around yeah. yeah around there, yeah around there. Yeah. So so, so October coming. I mean Halloween's coming up. So do you all do anything fun at the house for Halloween?
1: You know, normally, um, uh, my partner and I we. Uh, well, she mostly actually dresses the house up really nice, and she likes to to get uh, dressed up. And I'll I'll do the best I can. I'm I'm honestly not that uh, big at dressing up. I I probably should be right. Um, but personally speaking, I don't. I just love handing out uh, candy to the kids and seeing all the uh, the awesome costumes. That's kind mm-hmm. of what I like. So, cool. so what
0: what would be your favorite Halloween movie if if you have one?
1: A favorite Halloween movie? Yeah, yeah. Well, my my. Uh, my partner showed me uh, the Nightmare Before Christmas. I know that's kind of like a Christmas film, but it's kind of a, a Halloween film.
0: Yes, that's
1: she yeah. She showed me that one a couple of years ago, and I'd never seen it. I don't know why, but I I really thoroughly enjoy that film a lot. I think it's a perfect mixture of of making Halloween just as important as Christmas because I think it's slowly mm-hmm. over time become bigger and bigger and bigger within, especially North American culture. So,
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, so do you drink coffee at all?
1: Uh, I do, yeah. and I've I've been dialing it back. I've been dialing it back a little bit. Um, I try to stop drinking by noon, stop by drinking noon. coffee by noon. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Because yeah. because uh, if you go to bonescoffee.com dot com, they have Nightmare Before Christmas coffee brew. Oh and, really? Yeah. So and if you put in our code Music Speaks you get ten percent off any order there. So Bonescoffee.com okay. Yeah. So that's like a shameless plug for us. You know, because we're fair enough. Them. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, okay, so my first question is for you, since you're a singer, who are your top four top singers of all time? I got, I got top four right now. And if- Top it's, four? Top four. We can do top five if we want to.
1: Oh, man. But Um, gosh. okay, well, I'll, I'll kind of, it's definitely, my list is definitely more than four, but I'll try and pick two that- <laughs> oh Uh, I'll pick uh, two that are old school influences and I'll pick two that are I just think genuinely are maybe underrated or maybe the best. Um, I definitely have to go with Bruce Dickinson up there. Bruce Dickinson's Mm -hmm. up there for sure. Um, And then it would be a tie between uh, Chris Cornell and Ronnie James Dio. Yeah, yeah. Um, Those two are incredible. Uh, And then I think um, two more... Two more that i really look up to and that i generally really love are uh benji webb from skindred or dub war okay um and Stu block from into eternity annihilator um
0: annihilator i'd say
1: yeah 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 now now he's an annihilator i mean he, he yeah, wasn't always yeah. before but right. uh he yeah. is now um but yeah i think those are underrated vocalists you know to varying degrees of success and popularity but i i think uh all those are in there so i guess it was a top five kind of
0: top five yeah so. Oh, oh okay so has anybody ever ever uh, um told you your voice sounds like this or this guy Cause All cool. the time i I'm okay so who have you been compared to cuz I think I got one for you that you never ever heard of yet
1: so Ever ever heard I I'd be hard pressed to find uh, it. how about okay. you tell me first how how would you tell me Ooh, first
0: Okay you're putting it on me all right so so your voice okay so back I'm back 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 on um, my top three, my top three favorite singers of all time is Chris Cornell, obviously. You know, um, Michael from Still, Still, uh Heart. I can't pronounce his last name.
1: Oh yeah. Um, oh my goodness. Uh, uh, yeah, Millie. Millie. Yes. Yeah, Billy from um, Yeah. Yeah, a hundred percent. Him. Yep.
0: And my third, but but I, I mean these old varying things, like 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 numbers. But you are my third one. Because me? you Because you remind me so much of Jeff Tate From Queens,
1: <laughs> You know what uh, so, that, so you know what It's so funny The very first review I ever got when I was like 17 years old I was in a band called Sam Sarah And uh, there was an individual From Indianapolis I think Indianapolis And they uh, They compared me to Jeff Tate And I had never heard that before And that was <laughs> That was that was like ten years ago or so, and I was like, "Really?" Like yeah. Jeff Tate, and and I've rarely heard it since, but I hear it once in a blue moon. But okay. I appreciate the compliment very much, so thank so you. I'm like
0: you're, like, so I'm like the third guy who ever said that to you. Or yeah, nice. You know, <laughs> yeah, because it's so. It, it, I mean, it's it's so. I mean, your 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 clean vocals are like spot on, like Jeff Tate style, and I love that about you know so clean. I. I I'm a fan of clean vocals, you know, not so much like like growling and, and screaming, you know, clean, you know. Yep. So that's what I love about your voice. But um, well, thank you. Yeah. So okay, so let's talk about your um album. Well, for, okay, so first, um, what when when did you ever re- remember hearing the first time you've heard music?
1: Like I, first time I ever heard music. Early age, yes, sir. You know what i think i could be wrong um and i think it might be one of those memories that are like slowly planted into your brain because you think that they happened i don't know if they really did happen but the earliest memory i have is being held as like a little baby or a little boy by my mom and we were watching or listening to the soundtrack to forrest gump
0: Ooh, good good track
1: yeah and that's like the the piano that main piano theme in forrest gump and uh so that record's near and dear to me i have that on vinyl now um, that was a, it's a it's a very beautiful soundtrack to begin with but anyway that was i think the first time i ever heard music yeah yeah
0: and i guess you just did now so so like me did you focus on like one genre first and then as you as you got older you go you gradually started to to, to to more of a vast uh, catalog, or did you just settle in one genre and win, run around, That's it.
1: Um, I think, uh, you know, I think I listened to a varying degree growing up, just because my dad was into country music, my mom was into a lot of '80s music, some older kind of stuff as well, and you know, I I had a musical home. Um, not like overly musical where like everyone in the family is like in an orchestra and all that kind of shit but my mom was a piano teacher and a fantastic pianist in her own right and uh, I think I listened to a varying degree of it and then I think as I got older and my personality started coming out and what I gravitated towards I started really in my late teens mm-hmm. early yeah late teens really just solely focusing on rock rock and roll hard rock heavy metal prog yeah and I was kind of very narrow-minded that way right um, and then I think as I've gotten into my you know mid-20s and into my late 20s I've started to just branch out again and I'm I'm a huge fan of a wide varying uh you know wide various of genres and stuff so I'd I'd say it started off wide it got very narrow there when I was really starting to sing like and that's why I think my voice is very metal or very rock is because i that's when I was forming my my voice and my tone, and now I've branched out and I I listen to a, a wide wide degree of genres.
0: Well, my mom raised me up on like country music. Country music is where I live, but, like born and bred, you know. But uh, my mom made a very big mistake in me The uh, it's a cassette of the Black Album by, by Metallica. Oh yeah. And throughout my whole high school years, it's nothing but Metallica. Mom, my, my mom just, why the hell are you listening? I'm like, it's so good, mom. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But, but every time, ever since I graduated from high school, I started opening up my you know, Motown, jazz, and rap, and you know all the other kind of music. So I'm on I, I like all kinds of music. So
1: that, that's dope. Yeah, and honestly, like what an introductory record to heavier forms of music mm-hmm. is is the Black Album. I mean, really, that was there's been <laughs> no album like it before or since. It really bridged. You know accessibility with metal in that kind of way and it, it really was a perfect blend mm. of uh, what they were where they were in their careers at that time right
0: i'm so uh, like in shock that many people do not like that album they love and just and just like the cream of the crop you know and then the black album and like all of your catalogs yeah but i don't know why i so hate it right now you know
1: you know what i think that you know what if if we should be more comfortable as human beings as if our first instinct and our first impulse is that we like something, whether it's taste, whether it's sight, whether it's, you know, art, whatever, we should just go in on it and just kind of indulge more into it and see why we do versus hearing other people's opinions or hearing mm-hmm. kinda what other people are, are thinking about it and then just basing our reaction or or what we should or shouldn't do off of that. And I think that we fall ill to that, especially in today's society.
0: Right, right, yeah, yeah. We should do that instead of instead, instead of attacking something. We should go for it, you know. So, yeah. Um. So, so when I was researching you, I found you on uh, Instagram. That's where I contacted you from. So, thanks for accepting my uh my message. Um. But I found out that you're not only the singer of a, a siren, but a, a, a band called In Vertigo.
1: That's correct. Yeah, I'm. I, uh, I I've been in both bands pretty much the exact same amount of time.
0: Okay, and are you? the are you the sole writer of like both bands, or like are are you uh,
1: like sole writer? You mean like I write all the music and yes. stuff? I mean the, the like like the lyrics. Y- yeah. So uh, lyrically speaking, especially off of Siren's last two releases, and uh, off of everything that so far has been released from Invertigo, I have been the sole writer. Um, but with Siren in the past, Kristoff, uh, who's one of the guitarists, uh, he's done lyrics. Um, and then uh, our guitarist Shadi in Invertigo has started to write lyrics and kind of formulate more songs that way too. So I'd say the bulk of it I've done most of the lyrics for sure. Okay. Um, but in regards to writing music and stuff, both bands are very collaborative. I think in the way that right. they both uh, how both bands operate that way. Right.
0: Um. So when you started writing uh, lyrics for, for both bands, right? You got you got O-Siren and you got Invertigo, and so when you when you're writing the song, how do you know which which band fits fits the the music for? I mean, fits the lyrics. Like, do you ever write a song and like, okay, this is exactly for a siren. This is exactly for Invergo. Or like, you know what?
1: I yeah, that's a good question. So I've always been, and I think I will never change. I've always been lyrics last. Like I'll always listen to the music. I'll come up with melodies. I do this thing where I like to scat, kind of phrases or vowels or syllables along to the music and then I'll come up with kind of the, the melodies that way and then I'll write after. So I'm the music. The lyrics are always written after the bulk of the music's been written. So I've never ever I think come across an instance where I've written lyrics and I don't know which one's going where but I've definitely come across instances where I come up with a melody or come up with a certain thing that I want to bring forward to a band where I say, "Well, is this more rock and roll like Invertigo, or is this more progressive metal or symphonic metal like uh, Osiren? So I've I've definitely had that happen, but lyrically, I've never come across it just because it always comes out last. It always comes out one of the the last things that I do or that is kind of brought to the table.
0: Yeah, because it's always curious to to hear that because I mean, when when you are a, a guy like Corey Taylor, he hits. Heads- Slim Night and used to i mean and used to um, be uh stone sour, you know, and it's always and and it's always fun for us to okay well which which band do you consider that these lyrics go well more you mm-hmm. know, so that's always a- awesome to hear. uh
1: yeah you know to go off of that really quickly there yeah. Yeah. um uh I'd say um my lyrics, especially as I've gotten older. I'm not gonna ever cater it to a certain genre. Right. It's yeah. just gonna be whatever the feeling is or whatever it inspires me by. Right. So right. If, if the music is heavier or softer or what have you, it, it it's never gonna matter to me per se. Maybe some of the the phrase like some of the phrases I'd use, or maybe some stuff that um, goes along more with the attitude or the um, feeling of the genre or the band. Maybe that will change some some words or how I would word it, but um yeah, I, I've as I've gotten older I'm definitely not trying to cater uh themes or topics to any one specific genre because you know, I think that that's that should never be off the table for right. regardless of the genre.
0: Right, right. So the reason why I, I love your band so much is because I get hints of like a Viking feel to it. Mm. Um so I I I wanna say uh it's like a Viking Symphonic metal is that true? I mean like did y'all go into the band saying okay? We're gonna add to so add this viking little twist to it just to make sure it's like different from, from all the rest because I haven't heard any Viking metal since um since um I can't think of their band name right now, but they're like big huge Amon Earth. Yes. Yes. Yeah, thank you. Yep, Amon. Yeah, because like yeah, yeah, because I never heard of any Viking metal uh, until then I, I, I mean I might be ignorant, but I you know, but it's just them and you that I see a, a very metal Viking something going on,
1: yeah, you know i I'd say, uh, especially off the Kingsbane record right. um, that's got a lot of those elements, like the lyrical themes because it's a it's a concept record, um you know it's it has to do with. Um, similar themes to Conquest to Vikings to um, to fantasy to all that kind of stuff um, I think maybe it's a byproduct of A my singing style and B where we came from as a band from Kingsbane mm-hmm. there's tidbits that are sprinkled in there with our genres or with our sorry our genre within mm-hmm. our music and our records. so I think that we get tidbits of it here and there but I, I, I personally don't view it as that but if other people do, then like, fuck it. Like, what am I going right. to say, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs>
0: exactly. like,
1: it's not, it's not for me. Right, yeah. It's not for me to decide what we are and what we aren't. Mm.
0: <laughs> well, I think that, that stands, I think with, with the Viking feel to it, I think that really brings a like, band in you. Say, Cause it's so unique. You never hear mm. it anymore, you know? It, it, besides, I want on you know, where the band is there right now, you know?
1: Fair enough. Yeah. And, and you know, like, I always find that, like, we as people, you know, and I had this debate a long time ago and one of my close friends knows about it because he was a part of it, but we were talking about labels and genres and why they're there. Like, you know, why do I have to use a label? Why do I have to use a genre? Well, you as the creator of your art or you as the spokesperson for whatever you're representing, you don't necessarily have to be the one that uses the label or uses the genre, but I would I would say that genres and labels definitely are there for other people to try and understand what they're listening to or what they're what they're indulging into. So, you know, for instance, if I if if you got Viking metal vibes from it because I connected to you in that way, then that's that's why it is that way for you. Versus for me, maybe I think Viking metal is strictly a monomarth, you right. know, or like that. just what i think it
0: is which is totally fair to say because they had i think uh, like like on like most of your shows they come with like with viking ships and everything (laughs) yeah it's pretty badass you know yeah yep um so okay so um natasha is very awesome and she sent me like a list of what y'all did and i'm very eager eager to learn it said that it said that oh uh uh Oh, Siren was the were finalist in the Cal- Calgary edition of the Wacken metal play metal battle in twenty nineteen. Uh could you tell us about what that is and like why well, I mean, because I thought you, you you should win, you know, automatically because yeah. you're so great. But this is you know a finalist, so you all so you so so you kind of like I mean, you're you know, yeah, I know.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, I think for um for that contest like because again it's always tough like i I always have an issue with contests with music because you're leaving it up to four or five people per se to judge what is and what isn't better than the other thing which music is always up to interpretation right so um but you know the the band that did win i forgot their name but they they definitely were worthy of it they were very talented Mm. um but essentially what it was and i don't know how it is in every country or every city or whatever uh but you know has this thing where you can have bands part of this battle, this, this, um, you know, this contest or competition and you can have representatives from every nation that signs up and they go overseas and they go on the stage and they get to play the stage at at Valken, which is super, super fucking cool. Mm -hmm. Uh, So our country had competitions held in all the major cities across Canada from, uh, Montreal to Toronto, uh, to Calgary, where we're based to Vancouver and, uh, the winners of those cities or the winners of those markets or certain specific areas all came to Calgary that year for the finals, which was our hometown. And so we were in the finals, we didn't make it, but that's fine. <laughs> right? Um, but it was, uh, it was really cool. Yeah, it was really, it's a really cool concept and really cool, uh, competition that they have going on.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't think music should be, uh, able to compete competitively. Competitively, you know. So mm. I mean, I mean to leave it that, to leave it up to five guys or, or or women. I think it should be left to the to to the fans, to the people, you know, that, that actually buy the records, you know. Hundred percent. Because see what if those those five judges never heard it at all, what they're gonna do, you know? So totally. I don't. I don't get it. I don't get it. Uh, but it also says in, in the uh, thing that she sent me. It says, "Um, you performed at the 2021 Loudest Hell Festival, uh, mm-hmm. and were invited back later that weekend." I've never heard that. Um, yeah, so it was just by chance. Yeah, so y'all it's... must really made made a big impact to be invited back. That's all.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we got to play. It was, was an absolute blast. Um, it's actually the only time so far that just by chance both my bands were on the same night. And uh, I did double duty that night, which I've never done. And it was, you know, hopefully I never have to do again. But I I performed two sets with both bands, which was crazy. Right. Um, And then uh, what happened was on the last day of the festival, uh, one of the bands that was on that day's, uh, Bill, um, their singer, I believe, was having a baby. So he had to fly back to whatever city he was from for the birth of his child and they were needing another band. And they said, well, you know, we really liked O'Siren. We thought that they did a great job at their live show and, and uh, they could really keep the energy up on this, on this festival. So they invited us back and we performed that day last minute. We had an absolute blast. And then we went back again this last summer. So we've been, uh, we've been a mainstay here for a couple of years and it's, it's been fantastic.
0: Nice. Nice. So I've heard the O Canada theme that y'all did is that the new official Theme of Canada is your, your your version.
1: I think great. you and other metalheads would would maybe want it that way, but no, unfortunately, it's <laughs> Oh, not the oh one. no,
0: <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's So 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 anybody who, who's listening right now, you think uh, the uh, O oh, Canada theme can be found on their song their the album called Foundations? Yes, Foundation we came yeah. in twenty twenty. So, Oh that's yeah,
1: Canada one. was at the was the bonus track, I guess you could say at yeah, the very end. Yeah, right. Yeah
0: um okay so you have uh i think five albums right now you have foundations Harbinger, uh king's maine and now it's coming out on november 22nd um momentous so which album is would you say was was the hardest one to complete and the easiest one because i know um the, oh okay so did you record one album during the pandemic because it was like um, I think it's 2019 through 2021. So, and I know that Foundations came out in 2020. So, was there like a? I mean, did you all do that through the pandemic?
1: Yeah. So essentially, it's it's a weird timeline. But um Kingsbane came out in 2017. Okay. Uh, Foundations was supposed to come out, obviously, in 2020 as as it did, but yeah. COVID happened. Uh, and then because it was still the pandemic we decided to re-release Kingsbane as a remix, remastered with bonus tracks in 2021 so it was an older record but we kind of uh, made it a little bit more snazzier I guess you could say and kind of spiced it up a bit threw that out in 2021 and then now we're in 2022 releasing Momentus so um, yeah that's the timeline of it all but, but to kind of answer your, your question there uh this last record, I'd say, is uh, is the biggest undertaking I know that we've ever done as a band. Just the amount of um, amount of time, the amount of, uh, the amount of blood, sweat, and tears I went into it. It was uh, a massive undertaking for us, and and, uh, and we're really, 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 really freaking proud of it. So, I'd say that's the hardest one for sure. Nice, nice.
0: So, what would be the easiest one?
1: Well, you know, maybe I'd say Foundations only because Foundations is really five songs, like five or six songs. Right. It's, yeah. it's that bridge of like, is it an EP? Is it an album? Yeah. Um, you know, that's for everyone else to de- to debate, not me. <laughs> um, but uh, it definitely is like a shorter release.
0: Right.
1: Uh, so it was less songs to track. Um, I think that we had a little bit more kind of, I'd say... Um, it was a little bit more relaxed and loosey Goosey recording that record especially for me so vocals went by pretty quickly um so I'd say that was probably the easiest one
0: nice nice so when I when uh, when Natasha emailed me about you know um inviting you to the show and thank you again for coming on um the first song I've heard I heard was Beyond the Sun and I thought that was a totally bad ass song I, I I loved it so much. I had I I sent it to a couple of friends, and they were like, "Oh my god, this, this is so great!" So, uh, but but that was released as a single. Was it always supposed to be released as a single, or was it like like uh, like is it a teaser for um 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 your newest album coming out?
1: You know, I think early on we we thought that that song would probably be a single, just because of the chorus. Like, I know for me on this album. And maybe ever in my career thus far it's one of my favorite sounding choruses just the hook and the, just how everything came together and how it sounds so i think just right off the bat we thought it would be a very catchy accessible kind of song to really get people into the band if they weren't into the band or kind of excited about the release so i think early on we wanted that one to be a, a single and it just came together really nicely it just it made sense mm. it made perfect sense
0: nice so I guess so. I guess when that's that's one of the easier so e- e- when your easiest song that you've written so so far.
1: Yeah, like uh, easiest to mean story in like uh, recording or performing, writing or? and recording and yeah, yeah. That one kind of came together actually more or less pretty, yeah, easy going and stuff. I mean, I, I I can't remember it being too difficult at least on my end. I mean, I don't know about the <laughs> other guys recording their parts, but. Yeah yeah like especially on this album i do I, I'm, I'm taking a lot of risks vocally and um this this song definitely just kind of sat in the pocket for me i don't think it was too tough and i think that it was um definitely a, a lot more kind of fun to record and and not overly challenging i guess you could say so. right
0: nice nice so we have one more question for you and we'll let you off to um drink more coffee or or, or do, yeah. whatever, <laughs> do whatever you do okay yep. so um our podcast is called when Words Fail, music speaks and that's that's nothing but the truth right there so it, so right now are you able to tell me a song or or album full, full album or not that you can tell that you can tell me that when you hear the song or the album how it makes you feel inside it's like you can't, you can't tell me your mom your dad whoever it, it, it's so ingrained in your soul, You can't, you you can't really express how it makes you feel.
1: That'd probably be nutshell off a jar of flies, 1994, Alison chains. That'd probably be the, uh, probably be it for sure. And I think that that song, especially when I was getting into that style of music, which would have been around, I was probably 13 years old, 14 years old. It was right around the time when they'd, uh, released Black Gives Way to Blue, So mm. it was a really cool moment where I was discovering Allison Chains as a new band for myself and they were releasing new music, you know, kind of as a new band. I mean, I know it's like the same guys um, minus Lane right. um, you know, with William Duvall on vocals. Um, but it was a very cool moment for me and I was going through a really tough time as a teenager with my my personal life and what I was dealing with mentally and emotionally and Um, That song spoke to me beyond words. It it spoke to me beyond the lyrics. It was the melody, it was the instrumentation. I was seeing a full picture uh, and no one was explaining to me or telling me what that picture was. I was able to completely um, immerse myself into the experience and discover what it was to me. And I think that that song helped more or less save me or or put me on a path towards um, where I wanted to be or who I've become and so I think that that song holds a very near and dear place in my soul and I actually have a line from it uh, that says uh, says, uh, be my own like if I can't be my own I'd rather be dead Um, which you know I, I took it as just be yourself like why would you ever be someone that you're not you know be who you are and accept who you are and be okay with who you are and uh, I have that on my forearm. It was the first tattoo I ever got. It's uh, "Be My Own," and and it's it's a very special song to me. So I'd say that that'd probably be the one.
0: Nice. I, I well, I'm so glad. Um, well, I'm so glad you can't express how it makes you feel because that's that's the question. Well, as long as it you know. So uh, so before we go, Momentus um, is coming out on November twenty, November fourth, twenty twenty two, and there are two songs that, that I want. To tell you about that, that I really love personally, the minion day, and sorrow of extinction. Those really, Beautiful. those really bring out your voice to the total max of your ability, I guess you know. And I just want everybody to check check those two songs out when it comes out on November fourth, twenty twenty two. And oh, and um, so for all of our listeners, you can you can visit the band on Facebook, YouTube, and. Uh, Twitter on with o, 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 Osiren sorry got confused there uh, uh, Osiren and then on, on Instagram it's Osiren Band
1: that's right yeah and if, and honestly like you know the beautiful thing about having an obscure random name like Osiren right so if you just go Nobody on Google you, yeah if you just mm-hmm. go Google type it in everything's there like there's no <laughs> <laughs> right
0: yeah so um, also you can go to Osiren.com or merchandise we sell, like T-shirts and and uh, do we have vinyl yet?
1: Uh, we don't have vinyl yet. Uh, I'm hoping that we can get vinyl printed here in the new year, uh, especially for tours and stuff in 2023. So no vinyl as of yet. But we if we have enough people requesting it, enough people pushing our buttons for it, then. Uh, we we might just have to do it because it'll it'll just make perfect sense, right?
0: Well, do I count as hundred people right now? Cause I have like tons of vinyl behind me. I want to vinyl, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I want them so bad. <laughs> you gotta come out with vinyl. Gotta come out with perfect. Vinyl. So, yeah, we'll make sure we do. We make sure we do. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Uh, so once again, I I do thank you for coming on, and I will uh, email Natasha and thank her too. And uh, oh, I hope you come back, cause we have another uh, another um series called A uh, Couple Wars. And I think you will love that too. So we welcome you back anytime you want to.
1: Yeah, you got my uh, my Instagram now. So um, by all means, reach out to me whenever you want, and I'd be happy to be there, James. It's been an absolute slice, and I love what you're doing. And uh, yeah, thanks nice. very much for having me.
0: Yes, sir. Thank you very much. Bye, guys.